0: what's going on what's going on everyone who's actually listening to this podcast right now first of all guys welcome to the nikki sai show which is hosted by me the nikki sai and guess what's going on today we are back with another amazing interview today we have another amazing two comma winner this is quite crazy journey uh, because today the guest who's actually hopping on is not a normal person <laughs> he's coach of the coaches he's the vice president of think and bridge institute I mean, the journey is pretty, pretty amazing. I, be, I believe if you're a coach, consultant, or an entrepreneur, even agency you owner know, who wants to book more, close more clients and deliver great value and results, this is definitely going to be a valuable podcast, so make sure to stick around. I mean, this dude has promised himself to become a millionaire when he was 17 and started his business, and pretty crazy, he started to scale really, really fast. And you know, in in, in past five months, he has done over a million dollars, which is which is freaking amazing so he's been mastering the high ticket sales stuff coaching the coaches and pretty amazing stuff and again guys let's not waste your time and actually let's welcome the two comic club winner armin shafi ceo at high ticket coaching hey armin
1: what's up guys how's it going
0: yeah absolutely pleasure to have you armin we are very excited for this podcast
1: yeah man thanks to the introduction i mean you're talking i'm like man is that me that's crazy
0: (laughs) yeah i mean it's kind of crazy to look back and see like how far we actually came in the journey right and it's all a journey and I believe you're still in the step one of where you're going to be going, bro. Like this is, 100%, this is going no, to be we're crazy. We're
1: getting started. We're just getting yeah. started.
0: Absolutely, brother. So Arvin, we would love to hear like a backstory. Like how did all of this crazy journey started?
1: Um, I went to Tony Robbins seminar. I mean, the actual truth is uh, up until about uh, at 17, I was introduced to network marketing. Mm-hmm. And so I learned about like network marketing. I'm like, man, I, c- I-, I mean, it taught me that I could believe that I can do more than just what school was telling me. And then um, and then I tried to do that for about three years. So at 20 years old, so three years of just like kind of trying different business ventures and a bunch of door-to-door stuff, telemarketing, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I got an email to go to a Tony Robbins event. And I'm like, I, I love Tony Robbins. I see all his YouTube videos. Let me go get some motivation. And then I went there and I saw this guy on stage, man. I saw him with 11,000 people in a room, changing people's lives, being in love with his wife, being worth $400 million. know i'm like this is the pinnacle of what life could be and i want to have this i just made up my mind that like i'm gonna do what he's doing and i'm gonna do better and so i kind of went on this journey within two months after that i had my own seminar it was a free seminar for seven hours and i had 48 people in there it was free and i started to pretty much repackage what i was learning from tony robbins and nlp and i obsessively learned about his books and everything and so i told everyone i'm like i'm teaching you tony robbins stuff and they're like okay and I was a 20-year-old kid sitting there teaching life lessons and in doing interventions. That's crazy. Um, that was mm-hmm. where it started five years ago. And then for three years, I just kind of struggled the whole idea of business because I was an artist. It's like, you know, when you're, great, when you're a great chef, it doesn't mean you know how to build a successful restaurant, right? Like to yeah. be a, have a successful restaurant, you got to know business skills. And I, I just had an artistic skill to understand people and get in breakthroughs. But I didn't know how to build a business. So I suffered mm-hmm. for three years. I I had very low profit margins. I'd never even tracked my finances very well, but I was doing seminars. I was teaching. All these people would come hundreds of people on my events. And uh, it wasn't until I went online and I started to invest into mentorship and coaching. In the last two years of the line, I've invested $500,000 cash into my own development, learning from the best wow. in the industry. Uh, 100 grand of that was just the, the best person in the industry doing challenges, working with the top leaders. And I'm like, well, let me spend a day with you for 100 grand I spent. And so the secret of my success became Taking all the money I had and what I was making, and I was putting it back into myself, back into mentors, back into coaching, so that I can mm. find people who have what I want, find out the gap between them and me. So what are they doing and thinking and saying that I'm not doing and thinking and saying, and then closing those gaps. The more gaps I closed, the faster I was climbing this, you know, ladder of success. Where you know we went from 200 only 50 grand uh, in 2020 to 1.7 million in, in 2021, and you said 1 million that came just from a five month span. So it was just about leaping by using mentorship and coaching as a hack to just kind of leap forward and climb that ladder
0: yeah brother i think that really gives the moral of the story which is like invest in yourself like if you know there's a gap between you and what you want to become Mm -hmm. find someone who has done that and just go and grab that knowledge and implement it it. that's pretty amazing i mean appreciate you sharing your journey brother and guys just to mention this guy who's actually with us is a award-winning international speaker i mean you can just sense that by his speaking skills so let's get to the next question brother this would be pretty amazing i mean You've been building a coaching business, not just like any other coaching business, but more about a community-driven business. I mean, you're so obsessed with like building a tribe and a community, a cult of people who are actually trying to impact one another in a positive way, right? So like, how does that look like? Like, How do actually build a high-ticket coaching community? Have you have done it so successfully? Yeah, so
1: I mean, when people go like, I want to build a high-ticket audience, I want to get a high-ticket client, hide high this, hide high that. I own high-ticketcoaching.com. So mm-hmm. I may just know a few things about high ticket and I share this with you. High ticket is really just a perspective, right? Mm. Any person could be a high ticket client. It's not about finding them. It's about making them. Yeah. So the same audience that was paying only a grand or 300 bucks for a seminar of mine are also the same people that are willing to drop 10,000 or up to 50,000 or work with me in my programs. But it's because I had to evolve. I had to change my business model so that it could, it could, it could, it, could compensate. it can compensate. It can meet high ticket at where, where people at high ticket are at. So it can give mm. that kind of value so I can charge 10 times more. It's not just because I charge more. Hey, I want to increase my price because I feel like, you know. It's like I really stepped up my game. I went from just being okay with getting some results to making sure I get the fastest and the best results in the industry. I can't say I, I have that yet, but I'm working towards it. So it's a goal for me. Um, you know, We've created millionaires within months and time in, in our programs. Um, but there's a lot of great programs out there. But my goal was beat my old self my old self was like i never made a millionaire so we i focused on that and we made five last year and so because of that the stories you know they went viral and then we had dozens and dozens of six-figure coaches i just got so obsessed with creating a great product and mm-hmm. a great business and a great client acquisition uh, system that people just started to hear you know 30 percent of our sales came from just referrals like our own clients saying you got to be here and so wow. That that's what building a high ticket coaching community was about. It was about us leveling up, like me leveling up, me and my team. It wasn't about me changing the offer so it's it's for only high ticket. It was like I had to make sure I am high ticket, mm. meaning I'm not just coaching people. I'm not just giving advice, but I'm really owning the expertise of what I'm teaching. I've thought about everything from the consulting side of it, the coaching side of it, the teaching side of it, the experience side of it. So giving like a full immersion of an experience to my clients is what what took me from you know struggling with low profits to working sixteen hours a day in events business to mm-hmm. having a streamlined seventy percent net profit business you know making millions online and so it was just understanding from those mistakes man like building a high ticket is a it's about you it's not about finding those people it's about being that and those people show up or those people that you already have become high ticket you know
0: yeah absolutely yeah that's a beautiful perspective I mean I think I think it really comes down to like Nailing down with your product. If you really have a great product, I mean, 30% referral, it's like, it really proves that you have like a great product and special results because results get you referrals, not great product, results. Like what outcome you're achieving is really getting you the, the outcome, brother. I think that was really, really beautiful. Let's get to the next question. Now, like everyone is obsessed with this keyword. Like all the internet, especially the ClickFunnels community itself is like, I want to be a high ticket coach. I want to be a high ticket coach. Like everyone is like jumping up one on the other and like cracking down offers like crazy, right? It's been like, pretty pretty red ocean overall like with this high ticket coaching offers like and it's like what this guy is doing i'm gonna literally copy that and and add an extra bonus doesn't work that way right so we'd love to hear from you like the expert of high ticket coaching how to actually build a successful coaching offer which people can fulfill on
1: yeah so i did a whole challenge called the viral offer challenge a couple months ago and i broke down the six elements of what makes an offer viral which Mm -hmm. is what makes it worth five or ten grand or more Um, And it came down to like uh, six elements. And um, when you check out viral offer challenge, you you can learn what those are. Um, We give away the course for like close to nothing. But making an offer that's successful has less to do with you and more to do with who you're serving, right? So if you don't know everything about the person you're helping with your offer, then your offer isn't viral or high ticket yet. Just charging a high ticket price for it doesn't mean anything. Anyone could get your money but who can keep that money? Who cannot have disputes and chargebacks and refunds? Who can still keep the client buying even after? I have my 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 retention with uh, my highest ticket clients, which are thirty and fifty thousand dollar clients in my lead program, my seven figure leadership program. That that's like super high. Like people will renew and pay the same amount again just to stay. So it's not like a successful offer is not your ability to sell it first time to somebody and get their money. The, the success of the offer comes much long after you've taken their money. Then mm-hmm. you know the offer actually works. Like if it converts, it converts. But some of them might die out. There's so many gaps and holes into it. So what makes it successful is knowing more about the person you're helping and making it less about what you have to offer, more about what they need. And a lot of people in this space, and I've seen this over hundreds of coaches at this point, a lot of people in the space, um, they get their opinions mixed up in their marketing. So they get so attached and so married with like what they want to say and what they think is right and what they think people need that they yeah. that their egos get in the way or like their their attachment to to what they want to say gets in the way and then they rob their audience of like the real value they need because the audience wants something else they want something but they don't want what you think they need and so i say this a lot but the program you're selling right the offer and the program you're selling has nothing to do with your marketing yeah so the success Absolutely. of your offer has to do with how well you can say things, your messaging that clearly and concisely trans, uh, communicates your, your, your niche. I'm here for you. This thing I'm doing is going to help you do this thing. The clarity in that is better is, is how you get the client. And it's not about the program itself in the program. You might teach much more than what they signed up for. And that's just mm-hmm. what happens inside. marketing is about simplifying it down to the clear and concise message. I want to help you do this thing. And the stronger and more clear that is, that's what makes the offer successful. You know, and the one last thing I'll drop is uh, a lot of people try to make it sound sexy and compelling, but your rule of thumb in marketing is uh, clear is more important than compelling. Clear always beats compelling. Someone has an unclear offer, but it sounds really sexy and compelling. It's really cool words. They'll always do (laughs) less in conversion than the person who just says, I help you start real estate. You know, like if they say something very clear, people go, I want that.
0: So clarity yeah, is
1: exactly. not compelling or writing good copy. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was definitely on face for a lot of entrepreneurs who's kind of trying to add some cool named modules, right? It <laughs> is the same information, right? So I believe like the Russell's marketing message. Were-
1: I love Russell, but it's the Russell fever. You want know, to make everything sound cool. <laughs> people try to do that though before they're clear on what they're saying. Yeah. Clarity yeah. is what converts, not compelling yeah. copy. Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah exactly and and i think people are like overdoing oh, doing it and let's say like if that's a dm script they'd be like this is a ninja high ticket a figure dm script and this like, guy's I've like offers, like five i've figures. literally
1: seen i've literally seen offers named ninja tactics what does that even mean <laughs> that
0: means mean, a japanese fight tutorial i guess
1: the entire <laughs> offer's name is ninja superhuman tactics for 997 i'm like what <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, the program name is it clear, like what's the outcome we're getting out of, right? Like pretty crazy stuff. And mean, like one of the great things you've been doing is you have been scaling up left and right with organic appointments booking. I mean, oh my God, like I said, they stay on top of anything, <laughs> right? So we'd love to hear more about like how did you book consistent appointments using organic traffic? So how did that look like?
1: Yeah, like we booked like uh, close to 30 calls in the last like 24 hours um organically and still coming through like we booked like i think 12 today alone um it's insane oh like, my god we're, we're really scaling the whole booking appointments for sales calls and um mm-hmm. it really comes down to a simple process right you gotta understand like you to make money in your business to scale that income you need to make sales to make mm-hmm. sales you make calls actually i have something here i would i would love to bring up i just gave this to a client just the other day
0: yeah
1: it's a it's a cooler framework for everyone that they can they can use. I'm just going to read it out. So here it is. So it's pretty simple. Like we're getting simple. To make sales, you need book calls. To 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 make book calls, you need to have new conversations every day. To mm-hmm. make new conversations, you need to have leads. Leads meaning people that engage with your posts, liking them, commenting them, friend requesting you. Anything is a lead if they engage with you. Right. Yeah. To have leads, you need to have po- you need to have posts that attention uh, that grab attention. So you need to write good stuff or pu- publish good stuff that gets attention, that gets them to engage, which makes them a lead, makes, makes a conversation, what makes the call, which makes the sale. And here's the thing: to get leads engaging with the content, you need uh, uh, an audience big enough to see it. So if you're on, if you have two thousand friends on Facebook, give three thousand to go to add. Right? If you're on Instagram, you gotta you gotta invest into getting yourself on other pages so people can hear about you. So if there if there people aren't if there's not enough people enough people seeing what you're putting out, it doesn't matter. Mm. how you do it. Because there's no exposure, yeah. no eyeballs at it, and to have more friends on Facebook or more followers on Instagram, you need to add more people, or they need to add you. Now, the way to get more people to add you, and this is really where the the the, the secret to our hyper-organic system has been getting all our mm-hmm. coaches results, is you need to you need to go viral,
0: and people mm. don't really
1: do that. That's why they put content every day out, and it's like nothing kind of catches. Yeah, but the, the ability to go viral is what gets you hundreds of free leads organically. And uh, like, as I'm speaking to you right now, I think I have five posts and just like big Facebook groups. that are in the three to 400 range of likes and comments right now. That's viral. like So that's wow. thousands of lead sitting that my setters can go out and talk to people on, and we can talk to them. There's an opportunity for appointment setting. And so you need to post in other groups. You need to show up on your Facebook. Gonna, you need to post things on Instagram or get on other people's Instagram pages in order to go viral. Because when you go viral, people add you as friends. When they add you as friends, you can their lead. You can reach out to them, have a conversation, book a call, close a sale. It doesn't get simpler than that. It's pretty simple, man. Like you just need to follow that process. Like go viral, get the traffic to the lead, to the conversations, a book call to that, to the sale. That's, that's all organic's about. Um, it's just not as sexy, but it's what works. It's how we went to 650 grand a month. Uh, just, you know, after I, you know, for gave away ads and webinars and all these funnels, it's complicated my business, you know,
0: yeah i think that was simple as abc brother pretty on point like pretty much definitely i think you simplified the appointment booking process like to the ground i mean everyone is like hey you need like six hours of webinar with 200 registrants no. and you need this offer page with webinar page and opt-in page upsell order bump like you're like crap
1: close no, you the don't.
0: content mm-hmm. get attention get them to engage with you have a conversation book and close and deliver yeah that was pretty much on point brother yeah, like you know, no, just, just,
1: just to add guys. on like i just want to give it an analogy close it up
0: if I use a super
1: advanced, like technologically advanced electronic fishing pole and a normal fishing rod,
0: mm. they're
1: both going to be hooks. As soon as you – like if you put them in the water, they're both going to catch fish. doesn't matter how nice the fishing rod is. What matters <laughs> is that you, the amount of times you throw it into the water to have the increased yeah. the chance the amount you get bites so you can pull them in. You know what I mean? Like you
0: just got to publish yeah.
1: Publish good and you got to go viral. That's It doesn't matter how fancy the funnels or processes are.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the whole game is attention, attention, attention. So you need to hook people with the right story. That's beautiful, brother. And let's get in the next question. I think this would be like more demanding question, surely. Like, left and right, a lot of people, I mean, this is the coaching space is like growing like crazy a lot of coaches evolving every day and the main problem we see with especially young coaches and rookie coaches is like they cannot deliver they cannot they kind of stuck with the delivery mechanism they kind of i mean you guys have been scaling your coaching program to the room by adding hundreds of students like a weekly basis at, at the next level right so we'd love to hear more about like how does the delivery mechanism look like for like a highly scalable coaching program how can anyone replicate that
1: yeah so so um every high ticket program should contain three elements Mm -hmm. strategies, systems, and philosophy. So so you need to have strategies. In a high-ticket program, the reason why someone's paying you 5, 10 grand or more is because they want to know your strategy behind things, strategies that convert, that work. Like we have a strategy called hyper-organic. And then we have a system, which is the sales process of hyper-organic, why we call it a hyper-organic marketing system. Mm -hmm. And we keep the strategy and we give the system to the client. So they have the system like in their hands. So they have the entire model in their hands. But then they have the strategy behind how to post things, how to think about it, how to go about it, what to do in the ups and downs of it, how to create consistency and momentum. Creating momentum, for example, alone is uh, is a strategy, not a system. The, the When you teach a strategy, you give them the system to execute the strategy. So I see a lot of programs, a lot of programs they don't... um. A lot of programs, they, they teach you a strategy, but they don't give you a system to execute with. And a hmm. lot of programs give you a system, but they don't teach you the strategy about how to make the system work. Yeah. And so they become a broken program. Like you go and you don't get results. And the hmm. last step you have to give is a philosophy. And when I say philosophy, I, I, you know, I'm modeling like Jim Rohn. You need to have a philosophy in life. You need to have a philosophy in business, a way of thinking about things. So most people have the system and the strategy, but their philosophy is wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not properly. So it's not just how to think about their marketing or the strategy behind marketing and the system to do it but their philosophy of business their philosophy of leadership, their philosophy of coaching, their philosophy of client acquisition is wrong. So I, I like to put it this way. It's very simple. If you right now look at what you have in life, the results, they're caused by what you've done and what you've done is only the things that make sense to you. So the way you've been mm. it makes sense to you. So because it makes sense to you, you do it. And what you do gets you what you have. So if you don't have what you want, and that means what makes sense to you and how you think is wrong. It doesn't work because if it worked, you would have what you have, you would have what you want. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's about, we, we start with the most important thing first, which is the thinking. I teach my coaches a philosophy in business. So they go, Oh, I get it now. I know how to think about this to grow this huge. And then we give them the system so they can start doing it. And we teach them the strategy mm-hmm. to get the results. Those three elements are the biggest things when it comes to building a high ticket program that's not just, you know, makes you much money, but actually helps a lot of your clients get results.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people are missing any of those pillars in their business. And that's kind of cracking their system down for sure. Right. I believe like exactly what you just mentioned, like philosophy, strategy, and systems are really important so that they can actually get results in the end for the clients. And I believe like most coaches, what they really do when it comes to delivery is like, they just add more content, like pump out 200 videos, which is one hour long each, like Crazy stuff, but yeah, it's give, going to the next question.
1: Real, I'll give a little uh-huh. for people watching, uh, for your audience so that you know mm-hmm. they can actually they can take action on something. In organic alone, a lot of people focus on consistency, that's wrong. That's a philosophy that's wrong. Like you think about, I'm convinced consistency, post every day, it's wrong. Momentum is what you should be focused on, not consistency. I'll tell you, I'll give you an mm-hmm. example. And then move on. Consistency is, I need to post every day, but well, what are you posting for? to get engagement because engagement creates leads and leads create conversations, conversations create calls, calls create sales. Yeah. Well, what if you post something today and it goes viral and things are, you have like hundreds of leads and then tomorrow you go consistency, I gotta post it again. We're well, post posting the next day without getting to those leads is gonna kill those leads. So you're gonna let f- just all these leads go through the through cracks. So consistency isn't the goal, The c- momentum is. Cause if you have momentum, that one post you made that does really well, you can ride it for three, four days. I had a post mm. one. That gave us seven days worth of leads. Hundreds of people commenting on it. And so I never posted until we got to every one of those leads. See that philosophy alone and that strategy is what makes a difference between your organic and my organic and why six hundred grand versus you know six grand or sixty grand. So like that's that's what you gotta focus on, man. Philosophy, systems, and strategy. So (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you so much, Armin, for that golden nugget. I think that really kind of fits a lot of people on point, especially people who are doing organic. It's should be like, oh, man, I, I, I mean, I will be down if I don't post six posts today. I'm like, what? No. Like, <laughs> right? You just need that one viral post, which can get you hundreds of leads so you can ride that exact moment, right? And I believe momentum is the name of the game. That's amazing, Armin. Let's go to the next question. This will be pretty interesting. I mean, oh, my God, like not a lot of coaching programs can actually do like million dollars in a couple of months like five months is a pretty short period like how did you manage the scales the leadership the the team efforts how did that look like overall when it comes to scaling the program to yeah. over the million in just five months
1: yeah i'll tell you something um well first of all motivation like you need to know why or it's like no point of trying to push yourself to do something that you have no reason to my reason was very hmm. simple i dreamed about for two years i was dreaming about winning this thing right here you know this two comic club and I'm like, well, I want to walk the stage this year and, and collect it so I can fill in documentary and I have the, all these plans. So I'm like, I have to make sure we cross a million in the US in the funnel so that we can get this award. And so mm. I, I realized that I was uh, still like 600 grand short for that, that year, um, two months before the due date to file your two comic club of application. So I'm like, I have to make 600, I have to collect 600 grand in cash in 60 days. So I brought my team. <laughs> That's to- a
0: great challenge.
1: I brought my team together. I'm like, guys, here's the here's the challenge. We got to make more than what we made in the last four months in the next 60 days, and we got to do it in cash. They're like, all right, let's do it. So one of my good fortunes were that you know, for two to three years now, the people that work in my company today, I've kind of mentored, I've been with, they were with me for a while. So I didn't find them after the team that I built from scratch was the team that helped me scale and to handle it all.
0: Um, but mm, we add yeah.
1: talent to that as well. When you start doing well like people hear about you, they come over, you know, big companies, their top experts are coming over to our company. Um, but what we did is we put our heads together and we followed a t- thinking, grow rich principles, power of mastermind. And we started to come up with all the ideas of how we're going to hit 600 grand in 60 days. And from that, we came up with a plan. And the way we teach it in thinking, and grow rich is it's not the plan that you come up with that gets you the goal. It's the plan that comes to you in the pursuit of the plan you have. So as we're mm. executing on this plan that we thought was going to be the way of the plan actually showed up and I'm like, we got to do this. And we had a $200,000 a day and we had a $650,000 a month. And we collected like 800 grand in 60 days, not 600. So we surpassed it. By the time I was filling out the application for Two Comma Club, we had already crossed like, we were at like 1.3 million or something. And I'm like, this happened in a span of 60 to 90 days. Wow. So- I was saying, I'm like, man, you just got to leverage the people that are around you, like mastermind with them to get to get your goals. Have a reason for it. Like I had a very high motivation to make sure it's done by that time. So push me. Mm-hmm. Um, and third, um, just make sure you have people that you trust and you have loyalty with so that they can be willing to do whatever it takes with you to hit these goals together. And then, and also compensate them. Like I paid out a hundred grand in a bonus and in, in payroll and bonuses that month we hit that to all my team. So everyone got paid, you know, 10,000 bucks each. Plus, their payroll and the bonuses. Now, like, so we all got to win together. You know what I mean?
0: Wow. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. I mean, appreciate you actually going in detail on how you have scaled it. I think that's really, really like the primary motivation. I believe everyone needs to kind of set that goals and walk through them and just make sure to do that. He's that. I appreciate that, rather. Let's get into other questions. This would be pretty amazing to answer. I mean, you're running a huge coaching business, especially managing high level clients. You have clients who even up to 50k and above so like how does your project management looks like like the tools you use to manage your projects and clients productivity
1: yeah so we use Close to manage our uh, our leads our sales um and our clients and then we cross-reference at monday.com um mm-hmm. so we can manage our projects and our clients like service client uh service as well our customer service um and then uh um and one of our clients uh pretty much those are the two biggest ones we use you talking about softwares, right? Like tools to help us manage Yeah, everything. software,
0: tools. Yeah. How do you manage your productivity? So before
1: Monday and close, we were just using Google Sheets. And a lot of you guys are trying to get complicated. Like I have a team of, you know, six and seven full-time staff plus, plus extended team on part-time. And uh, we have, you know, over 120 clients and, you know, 20 of them are in my mastermind alone. Um, and so we have a big operation going. Like it's not, to me, it's not big. Like we're just getting started, but, but like that's a lot of things happening. So we need to in, introduce ideas of softwares to help us streamline things better. But I didn't even touch that until we were like, it was busy enough to need it. So we were running everything on Google Sheets. Like our sales tracker was a Google Sheet. Our customer tracker was a Google Sheet. Our payroll was a Google Sheet. So anyone can build a million dollar business with Google Sheets. It's after we crossed the million, because we finished close to 1.7 last year um, when I started to introduce softwares. But I wouldn't do it until you cross a million because uh, it's gonna slow you down. Like learning softwares takes time. You know what I mean? It takes at least three to four months of adaptability to adjust to it, so.
0: Yeah, I agree. People like to complicate the tech stuff and just say that, oh, we need this to hit that. But the yeah. reality is if you hit that, then you use this, right? It's, it's a reverse yeah, psychology. Instagram. Zoom yeah. runs
1: our entire business. I have like <laughs> a million hours of Zoom recordings. Like it's Zoom runs the entire business. Yeah. That is wow. It's like, Slack as well. Slack we use for internal communication with our elite clients, mm-hmm. but also outside of our company. We run it through with everything, like everything through Slack that yeah. So I hope that helps those software that we use, the major ones.
0: Yeah, awesome, awesome, brother. And and you're like the VP of Thinking Courage Institute. So, I mean, we're very strong on the kind of rituals and routines and stuff like that from Thinking Courage. I mean, it's a work which that's impacted like millions of people for sure. So I'd love to hear, like, how does Armin Shafi's daily routine looks like? Do you kind of follow any routines right now?
1: Yeah, I'll give you a simple one. If anyone wants to kind of uh, model what I do, I'll just give you a simple thing I do. When I wake up, um, I say, good morning, God. I have this like lighthearted feeling when I wake up. I'm just happy to be awake. I'm happy to have another day where I get to do what I do. And as soon as I wake up, I, f- I just feel joy. I focus on the feeling of joy. A lot of people wake up, they're stressed. They grab the phone. they thing about yesterday. They can't let things go. And uh, I'm not saying I don't have things that weigh me down. I just learned to let them go. You know, A good book to help you teach you how to let things go is Untethered Soul. That's a really good book. I've read that three times. My whole team has read it. I've given it to them to read. So when I wake up, I just feel very light. I'm excited. I'm like good morning God or infinite intelligence universe whatever you believe. Um and when I wake up I'm like good morning God and I grab a book, you know, I drink a glass of water. I grab a book and I start reading as soon as I wake up in my bed. Like I grab a book and I start reading because when my mind's fresh. I'm introducing education and feeding the mind. So I feel so wow. good right away because the first thing I'm doing is I'm learning. And then I read my goal out loud to myself, you know, for that month that year whatever. Um and then I stretch. I like to stretch, man. The body is is a is a physical out, you know extension of the mind. So if you're if you're stiff and your body feels like shit, your 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 body's gonna feel like shit. So I grab you know my foam roll. I like to you know crack my back. I like to stretch myself out. Maybe do a couple of pushups, get blood flowing. And that's and mm-hmm. after that like, after about 30 minutes of just reading and doing that kind of stuff, um and writing my gratitude journal. I have a journal. I like to sit up and I just write down three four things I really love and like from yesterday that happened that, it, that so I can remember. So I document kind of what's happening in my life. Um and then mm-hmm. I go out and either work out or I go to meditate or I get into my day and. You know, I go for a walk or I'll get like a decaf coffee and I, I enjoy that. So I'll do things that make me feel really good and I love. that makes me happy. Um, you know, I like to play the piano and sing. So I might do that if I got some time before a meeting. So I just, I uplift my spirit, my my emotion right off the bat in the mornings. And I put myself in state. So by the time I get into mo- meetings and work, I'm bringing this joyful energy to everything. Clients love working with me. They're infected by my energy. My, my team is excited. I'm playing music on our meetings. Um, that's kind of how I. <laughs> Role like my daily routine is that. Then I just work, you know. I work and I make sure I I don't burn myself out. I, I become very conscious of how much energy I'm putting out. So as I'm going throughout the day, if I feel like I'm really pushing myself and just being unkind to my body, I'll stop. I'll cancel a meeting. I'll go for a walk real quick. I'll I'll maybe take a nap. Like whatever it takes for me to make sure I manage my energy and I protect that joyful feeling I have, so it doesn't go away. I do that and I protect it. And then by the end of the night, I do more things that I love. Like after I'm done with what I do, seven, eight, nine o'clock, I'm hanging out with friends or. Um, you know i'm talking to my loved ones i love and i'm playing more music or if i watch something entertainment something some of the educational i um, and i like to sleep early so i can wake up and and feel rested not because i gotta wake up at 5 a.m you know conquer the world it's more it's more of a it's a nonchalant like joyful feeling i just want to wake up when i want to wake up without an alarm and just feel good about it so that's kind of yeah. my day. that's how i manage my gliding through life you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome awesome i mean appreciate you going in detail. that was pretty insightful for sure i think that can really help a lot of coaches to kind of model that routine and make it the simple no no not a much complication here so let's get the next question brother i mean you've been really you know young when you kind of took on that entrepreneurial spirit like you want to become like the the model of Tron Robbins. you took inspiration you started a business right i like think there is one suggestion you can go back and give a yourself like when you're 20 years old like what would that suggestion look like
1: Hmm. What did I tell myself five years ago?
0: Yeah, like exactly five years ago. If You can go back and talk to yourself. What was the number one suggestion for yourself?
1: That everything's going to work out. I would yeah, never tell myself to change it. anything. If you ever have the desire to wish things were different, then it's the direct mm-hmm. insult to yourself and God and life. Everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to happen. Hmm. So the only thing I would tell myself, if I went back to the 20-year-old starting out, i'm just going to let that person know don't take things too seriously have a light heart while you do all this and no matter what you do just remember everything's going to work out it's all going to be yeah, okay that's,
0: yeah that's that's beautiful i mean i think everybody needs to hear right that that, that message right now so that they can feel good about what they're going to be accomplishing because they can accomplish what they want to It's just about the stress out themselves and then the process right it's, it's just about the perspective you look at your journey It's beautiful, people, People stress mm-hmm. themselves
1: so much in the process of getting somewhere that they foolishly make the entire thing pointless. Because if you're not even yeah, happy or peaceful when you get there, what was the point of the thing you wanted anyways? It was to give you joy, right? True. To give you some good feelings so you feel better. If I want too comical, I'll feel better. If I make more money, I'll feel better. If I have love, I'll feel better. If I lose the weight, I'll feel better. But feeling better, you can do right now just by the way you think. <laughs> so if you, It's in here. If you just feel like shit the whole time until you get there to feel better, you'll feel better for 10 minutes and then realize getting that didn't make you feel better permanently. But changing the way you operate yourself is what makes you feel better. And so you could have done that from the beginning. So the the real wise people I like to learn from are the ones that no matter what they want, they never attach themselves to that thing because they don't care. What they care about is the actual quality of their life in a moment-to-moment basis as they go through everything. So it doesn't matter what they have or don't have.
0: Yeah, I agree. And the last thing you want to do is have a million bucks in bank and be super sad about what you have done so far, right? You need That's that fulfillment. Theory. Yeah, fulfillment mm-hmm. process for sure. Yeah. Let's get to the next question, but you know, your life's biggest achievement so far and any next big goals.
1: Yeah, well, I, I said eight years ago to myself, I'd be a millionaire by 25. I did it. And then I went through a really bad low, went through some personal crisis stuff. And I realized that the money meant nothing. Hmm. Yeah you know uh close to two million dollars later i was sitting there. i was like i'm miserable not because of the money not because of the business personal reasons like my personal life kind of uh caught me on a blind site like I, I wasn't expecting the kind of problems i was I, I was challenged with and that's that's the thing like god grows you when he comes he comes at you in a way where you didn't expect but that's where the growth is the unexpected not the expected you can't grow when you prepare for something and you get exactly what you prepared for. You grow when you're challenged with something you weren't prepared for and you figure it out. So I made all this money, and then I'm like, the money doesn't mean anything because I have all this money now, but I'm still dealing with so many things that money can't fix. And so, mm-hmm. for me, I had this beautiful, wise experience where I grew more from it, and I'm excited. It, it prepared me for an eight-figure journey now, because to handle a business at a million dollars is actually not that hard. Uh, you can get by with talent and just really hard work. But to get to eight figures, you know, $10 million company or more, and you have all this responsibility and thousands of customers and people, depending on you for their income, and and there's much more. Every decision you make impacts much more than just yourself and a few people. To get to that level, you can't just work hard and you can't just be talented. You have to become a different animal. You have to think much differently. You have to be strategic in how you do things. You have to have a a deeper spiritual connection to what you're doing, or or else you're going to not just only burn yourself out, but rob everybody else from the opportunity to Find their calling because you're just you're not even connected to yours and so for me Mm. my next goal is is you know the 10 million obviously is you know mechanically i want to scale to that but the real goal is i want to get to a place where my company is 10 times the size but i'm 10 times more joyful than i've ever been that everything i feel centered in my life in a way where things are just happening and working in flow and that has nothing to do with money has everything to do with leadership with my mind with my habits every day, my beliefs, my philosophy of life. And so I'm working harder on myself than I've ever had and I, than I ever will on my business. And that's why I know the business will grow because I'm growing, you
0: know. Wow, wow! because you're the business here. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty insightful, brother. appreciate you mentioning that. Uh, I think this would be pretty interesting to answer. Like, I mean, as an entrepreneur, you always take mistakes as learning, but just in case, like, what was the biggest mistake in your life so far? Like, you should leave. Hmm.
1: See, there's no such thing as mistakes in life. Because when you made that decision, you felt good about it. A mistake is just somebody going back and thinking to themselves, oh, I wish I did this differently. Why, though? Because in the now, they haven't learned what that was good for them for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So mistake is really just, it's, it's a lie you're telling yourself, man. negative attitude. It's an excuse for a negative attitude. I made a mistake. No, what you're saying is I don't know how to think about what I learned from that. Because Mm. if you find a lesson in everything you've done, then it's never a mistake. It was a stepping stone. It's like if I'm at the bottom of the floor and I want to climb the stairs to go to the top, you'll never discriminate which step was more important than the other, right?
0: Yeah. When I get to the top, you're
1: going to take the first step, second step. You're not going to be like, I can't take the first five steps. I'm going to jump to the sixth. It doesn't work that way. You got to take every step. But imagine you get to the top. Now you look back and Nikhil here, you ask me, which one of these steps do you feel like was a mistake to step on?
0: the to just even find out.
1: Well, bro, every single one of the decisions I made was a step. Yep. Whether it turned out the way I thought, not good or bad. Whether it turned out the way I wanted it to or not. Which, I mean, When it doesn't, you think it's a bad thing. But I go, then every step brought me to where I am. So a mistake doesn't exist. It's just a bad attitude. Hmm. You have to look at everything for the productive progression it took you to where you are. So I look at every decision I made in my life, whether it, it was painful or not, or good or bad, or doesn't matter to me. I'm like, it was a step. And the same way I want to discriminate a step in a staircase, I'm not going to discriminate a decision in the process of my growth.
0: Yeah, that was a beautiful perspective. I mean, for sure. I think entrepreneurs need to have that kind of mindset so that they kind of don't have that negative emotion with anything they have done in the past and mm-hmm. stick to it and be like, emotionally in right appreciate that brother let's get to the next question your main inspiration for success like what really keeps you motivated to get up and do the work every day and the key people involved in your journey
1: there's like two questions there yep <laughs> inspiration and the key persons involved key persons involved is easy president of thinking Rich, satish verma he i met him four years ago now and uh, he changed my life he became like a father to me um and in every part I went through the in and outs of my life, he was there a call away and I would spend hours with him on the call. And he would, he would fix all my thinking, man, all the things growing mm-hmm. up that messed me up and all what people made me believe he, he cleaned my mind. Man. Like he helped me become, have faith in my own self and belief and belief in myself. He made me what thinking grow rich strives to do with people, which is make them bigger. So he was a, a catalyst still to this day. I was talking to him just two days ago. He's a catalyst to everything I am today. And I'll always be grateful yeah. for him. Um, his son, Sonny, he's like a big brother to me. Uh, he's built a very successful company as well, but he's such a spiritual person. He's a role model to me in many ways because of the way he conducts himself, man, and still makes all this money. I go, man, you're connected to something. And he's so spiritual. I'm like, man, I strive to be as spiritually connected to God as you. So he's a big player as well. And uh, a recent mentor of mine, Ryan Blair, he built a company named by Sal, sold it for $800 million. Uh, he's a VC investor and just brilliant guy. He runs a company now called UltraCall. and I meet with him every week now. Um, and we go on walks and, you know, I've invested a lot of money to close with them. And now we're partnering together and he's like a father to me as well. He's also helped me really level my game up and raise my standards. And what's, what is enough, you know? So he's also pushed me to become a great entrepreneur, not just a great person. And, uh, those are the three key thing to three key people. And aside from that, those are my mentors and coaches. Aside from that, I would say uh, my family. My family, um, I love them so dearly. They love me so much. No matter where I go, up or down, they still love me for who I am. And they've always been an inspiration.
0: inspiration.
1: Yeah, man, love yeah. is always an inspiring thing to me. So these are the people in my life that I, I, I owe all my success to. My main inspiration, man, is, uh, is a calling. Like, I don't know how to say this. It's not woo-woo. It's not spiritual. Like, it's it's down to the fact that I saw a vision five years ago that this man named Tony Robbins made this much impact in the world. I thought to myself, if he can do it, I can do it. So my main inspiration is living, uh, growing as big as I can in the life I have. And this inspires me the joy of getting to play this game called life and, and learn the rules and win at it and have fun in the process and help other people. I don't need something to get at the end of this for me to be working every day. It's because I genuinely love it. Like you don't say what's your main inspiration for watching a movie. What's your main inspiration for playing basketball? What's your main inspiration for playing music? No, because you do it because you want to, because you love it. Yeah. So my goals in life and my business is very much like that. It's like dancing to music or singing a song. You don't try to get to the end of it. You just enjoy it. And you want to keep doing it over and over and over again. So what's your main inspiration to listen to music every day again? It's because I love it, man. Why would you not want to listen to music? Same way I look at my goals. <laughs> I love my goals and I love my business so it's something I have so much joy doing I'm like, I want to do more of it. That's what yeah. morning man, not because I need to fix something in my life or, I mean, in the beginning it was like that but now it's like, I just want to do more things I love yeah. and achieving my goals are a part of that.
0: Yeah, that was a beautiful perspective once again. I mean, that was so much value here. I mean, I believe like, especially coaches and consultants and like experts who want to use that advice. I think this is a killer podcast especially for them. Like they could just kind of Cut copy paste what you just me. mentioned.
1: You're gonna send this to me. I want to give it to all my clients to watch, man.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. I would definitely send you a copy of this for sure, brother. I mean, yeah, let's get to this question. I mean, maybe a lot of people who are actually listening this far are like, how can I get into like ARMS coaching? So where can our audience find you mentoring, brother?
1: Yeah, well, even if you want to, I can't promise that you'll get in because we qualify pretty hard on who gets in and uh, there's an entire strategy call you got to get on. And, you know, I've trained my team very thoroughly to, to climb people that we don't think is a fit in our culture. So uh, even though our stuff works, we only want to work with people that we, we kind of integrate well with because one bad person, you know, 1% not chemically, like you look at two chemicals, you put them in one thing and it explodes and you put two chemicals and it goes well together. There's some people you just don't get along with. So uh, we do for sure like filter out people that we don't think we can help based on personality mm-hmm. and character and goals and thinking. But if you did, if you are fit and, you know, you have a hunger and a calling for coaching and, you do want to build a business and crush 2022 and, and work with us, then um, uh, you can find me on my Facebook, uh, Armin Chaffee. You can find me on my Instagram, which is the Armin Chaffee. Um, and, uh, or you can go to highticketcoaching.com. Um, and so uh, you can always reach out to us, book a call, check out our stuff. We have a Facebook group. That's awesome. Uh, you know, we give so much free resources and their free content. Um, And it's totally free to join. It's called the viral offer challenge for coaches by Armin Chaffee. So if you just go to viral offer challenge for coaches, you'll find my Facebook group. You can join that and uh, we can have some fun.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I mean, so guys, I'll make sure to add the links of his profiles and group and Instagram and whatnot in the description of the podcast and so make sure to check out. And that was beautiful. Armin. pretty amazing value you have dropped here. Any last one before we conclude the total podcast session for today?
1: Yeah. Um, in your life, you don't need to know the answer to every question, but there is one question that you have an obligation always know the answer to and that question is what do you want so if you don't know the answer to that question you already know where you have to begin in the journey of your personal growth.
0: that's deep man (laughs) love that man that was a great end brother so once again, Armin, thank you so much for this amazing opportunity. It was definitely an amazing interview with so much value. And uh, guys, hope you enjoyed the podcast so far. So stay tuned for the next interview. We will be coming back with another amazing 2KM webinar. This is me, Dean with Armin Shafi signing off for today. Peace. Bye, Armin.